This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Roshan Kanisan in the studio with Frida Liu. It is Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, May 19th. And today we're diving into a little bit of an interesting topic, developments here in Malaysia. Because last week we saw the City University of Hong Kong launch the first ever HK Tech 300 Southeast Asia startup competition here in Kuala Lumpur, bringing its large-scale flagship innovation and entrepreneurship program to the region for the first time. And here's the headline. The top 10 winners will be awarded angel funding of up to 1 million Hong Kong dollars. That's roughly around 565,000 ringgit, which, needless to say, could provide a significant boost to any startups out there given the current challenging funding landscape. I'm looking at Roshan and he said 1 million. There was like that Dr. Evil look yes. on his face. Anyway, the Hong Kong Tech 300 <laughs> competition is being held in partnership with universities and incubators in the region including University Malaya and University Putra Malaysia from Malaysia, University Brunei Darussalam, uh, Chulalongkorn University from Thailand, uh, the Malaysia Digital Economy Corporation, we know them as MDEC, the Selangor Information Technology and Digital uh, Economy Corporation, SIDEC, and various chambers of commerce. So the hope is that with these partners, the competition will be able to bring together promising startups in the region. Yeah, so they're really spreading their wings here, tapping mm. into a lot of different partnerships, and I'm sure there'll be more later on as well. Now, these Southeast Asian competition is a spin-off of the HK Tech 300 program, which was initially launched in March 2021, if I recall correctly, in Hong Kong. And the goal back then uh, was to create 300 startups within three years. And they had a total allocation of around 500 million Hong Kong dollars back in 2021. And the program's underlying aims here seems to be to take the uh, the, the the patents, the re, the research results, the IP that City University of Hong Kong has and turn it into practical applications while also providing valuable opportunities for aspiring entrepreneurs to grow and learn. And uh, to further support the program, the university added an additional 100 million uh, Hong Kong dollars, again, around 56 million ringgit this year. So 500 million, not enough, they add another 100 million. I mean, it's Hong Kong dollars, <laughs> but it's still, you know, half that, that's a lot of money. Uh, so to date, Hong Kong Tech 300 is cultivated more than 560 startups, each of which received 100,000 Hong Kong dollars in seed funding and has provided up to $1 million in angel funding to more than 110 startups. Uh, the City University of Hong Kong seems to want to make Hong Kong Tech 300 the biggest university-based innovation and entrepreneurship program in Asia, uh, with the expansion of the program into Southeast Asia aimed at promoting technology transfer and commercialization in the region. How do we take all this information and this intelligence and this intellectual property and turn them into commercialized products? Neither to say this has piqued our interest here in the studio but does it pique yours let us know over on whatsapp at 018-789-8899 uh, again that is our U mobile number 018-789-8899 so for a deeper dive into this program and what it could hold for us I got in touch with Professor Michael Yang the Vice President of Research and Technology at the City University of Hong Kong he's also the Chairman of the HK Tech 300 Executive Committee and here is our conversation Conversation. So, Professor, before we get into the uh, the program itself, I thought maybe we could start by taking a look at the Malaysian ecosystem as it is today. Uh, we often hear that funding a complex government support system and potential market size are key hurdles for Malaysian startups. Um, in your view, uh, is this in line with your own observations or are there perhaps other factors to highlight when it comes to barriers that are holding back the Malaysian startup ecosystem? 
Well, uh, I think Malaysia has uh, been quite active in promoting and developing a uh, entrepreneurship and the startup ecosystem. Although uh, I haven't been there uh, for the past four years, uh, except last week, <laughs> we, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to be, uh, be able to visit uh, for a few days in Kuala Lumpur. And, but we have heard and also we have seen a lot of uh, activities uh, over in Malaysia and also in the uh, Southeast Asia overall. And particularly Malaysia seems to have emerged as the uh, location of choice for tech companies and startups uh, that want to lend and uh, expand in uh, ASEAN. And we also noticed that the Malaysian government has been quite aggressive in setting up some of the uh, goals in terms of developing the uh, digital economy. And it is said that the uh, digital economy has contributed to about 25% of the uh, country's GDP and create over half a million jobs uh, by 2025. That's the very ambitious target. And there's also a, a we noticed the government also launched a 10 year roadmap, 2030, uh, called the uh, Super, right? It's the uh, Malaysian Startup Ecosystem Roadmap. And so we have been talking to uh, some of the organizations such as uh, MedTech. And so there's uh, a lot of uh, activities and uh, more than almost like 3,000, 4,000 startups has been already set up in the country. So actually it's quite impressive uh, given the uh, the population and the size of the market now based on your own uh, on your own knowledge here uh, how different uh, do you say is the Malaysia tech startup scene from that of Hong Kong's uh, I think there are similarities and there's also differences and I think these two ecosystems actually are quite complementary to each other I mean, looking at Malaysia or looking at Asian uh, as a whole, it is a rapidly emerging market with uh, over 600 million people. And there's a lot of uh, industrial development, uh, social economic development, a lot of young people. And on the Hong Kong side, it is a more mature uh, international financial center with a lot of uh, uh, world-class universities and it also next tried to the fastest growing uh, market the uh, mainland China and so so these are the differences that we've seen uh, but I think this uh, for any startup particular tech startups they would of course starting from the local but would always aim at expanding globally and so in that sense, I think the uh, Malaysian or Asian startups can work with uh, us and to expand into Hong Kong and the uh, mainland China market. Similarly for the startup that we develop here in Hong Kong, and they always have the uh, idea that they, Southeast Asia 
is one of the first regions that they want to expand to because of uh, the uh, proximity and also the uh, the familiarity with the uh, culture and people. So again, so there's a lot of complementary here uh, that we can work together. So Professor, you also kind of see this as building a bridge between uh, Hong Kong and Southeast Asia as well. A little bit of a reciprocal arrangement in terms of being of Malaysian companies or Southeast Asian companies being able to expand over to the Hong Kong Greater China market and vice versa. Uh, but speaking of uh, these kind of creating a bridge or reciprocal or complementary arrangements, uh, maybe give us a bit of a sense of what you think the Malaysian ecosystem can adopt from things that the Hong Kong ecosystem has done well. So now we talk about differences, but we, now we talk about the uh, similarity for the startups, uh, particularly tech startups. You have to first start before you can go up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, starting is the most difficult part, I would say, for any uh, entrepreneur, particularly for the young entrepreneurs. Uh, they have some uh, very brilliant idea. They have some uh, technology or some uh, research results or, or IP, maybe originated from the university or research institutes. But to take the first step, moving out, taking out the idea and the research results to uh, really get into the uh, startup business, you need, of course, first funding and you need the uh, business um, uh, market knowledge, you need the network. Those are mostly lacking for these young entrepreneurs. And I think this is where we come in to help them, to uh, to help them to take the first step. And we provide the much needed uh, initial funding uh, in terms of seed fund and angel fund. We uh, build up a, a network of support. We solicit the experienced uh, industrial leaders, uh, successful entrepreneurs uh, and the senior management uh, from uh, investment and other other sectors to help these uh, young startups to uh, expand their network to uh, to gain market knowledge and to uh, to to develop their business to develop their idea into a, into into a sound business and I think these are the things that in Hong Kong and I I, I can see in Malaysia uh, we are all doing. And by doing together and leveraging the network and knowledge and experience that we have uh, built respectively, I think that can help uh, these young uh, entrepreneurs uh, to go much faster. Don't go anywhere. There is more to come here in this conversation. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Keep it here to Enterprise Biz Bites on BFM 89.9. Burgers from Mamas. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bytes. I'm Roshan Kanesan, and today I've been speaking with Professor Michael Young, Vice President of Research and Technology at the City University of Hong Kong, about the university's first ever HK Tech 300 Southeast Asia startup competition here in Kuala Lumpur, bringing its large scale flagship program here to the region for the first time. So, Professor, continuing on with our conversation from earlier, let's talk about the program itself. Um, let's start with why did CTU choose to expand the HK, the, the Hong Kong Tech 300 to Southeast Asia via Malaysia? Okay, now first, maybe I would uh, introduce to the audience something about the uh, our, our Hong Kong Tech 300. 
And this is the program launched by the City University of Hong Kong uh, three years ago, less than three years ago. And it is uh, the largest university-based entrepreneurship program in Hong Kong and arguably in, in Asia. And the, our university invested 600 million Hong Kong dollars to help our students, our alumni, and anybody who is interested in taking our research results for commercialization uh, to set up the uh, startup companies. And so uh, last year, we, uh, we worked with uh, seven cities in the mainland, uh, Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Suzhou, Chengdu, Qingdao, and uh, Changsha. We work with the local government and also through our alumni network to have this uh, national-wide uh, startup competition. We, uh, we, we, we allocated 10 million Hong Kong dollars as the reward uh, in terms of price and the investment. And we have solicited more than 300 companies to participate in the competition. And eventually we chose 10 winners each of them were awarded with 10, uh, 1 million Hong Kong dollar. So uh, writing on the success, we are doing the second round, second year of the competition in mainland China with 11 cities now. And we also has been thinking about the uh, South Asia as, uh, mm. uh, as I mentioned. And Malaysia uh, has a very vibrant uh, startup ecosystem. And also, you have a couple of uh, very good universities, for example, University of Malaya and uh, UPM. Uh, they were also ranked uh, uh, among the top universities in Asia. And, uh, and, and so uh, we have the similar, similar uh, vision and share the, uh, the, uh, the same goal to help our young people to take their research results, to set up their company, to make an impact to the, to the society. So that's how we uh, link up with uh, UM and UPM first. And then through them, we also get into contact with MDAC, the, uh, this uh, public uh, incubator, uh, sort of like equivalent to a science, Hong Kong Science Park kind of organization. So that's our first anchor. And then, of course, we also develop the uh, network of universities throughout the uh, ASEAN. So we now we are partnered with uh, University of Sri Lanka in Thailand, uh, Brunei, University of Brunei, and 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 another in Vietnam and Indonesia, so that we want to build up a this uh, uh, alliance, uh, a partnership network to to work together. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So I, I like that sound. I like the sound of building that alliance in the region as well, um, and. One of the things I've noted in a lot of the press releases was this line saying that uh, this program will help translate City of University of Hong Kong's research into applications. Could you give us a sense of some of the potential uh, research or patents here that can be built into applications or products or commercialized? Just to give us a bit of context here. Uh, exactly. I think, uh, you see, our, our program, this HK Tech 300, is actually open to uh, all public not just to our student and alumni. And, but of course, the funding comes from our university. Mm -hmm. And so there's a one condition. So anybody who want to participate to get the funding from us uh, with one condition, if you're not our student or alumni, you can look at our patent database. This is all online, it's open. 
uh, to the public and identify the patent or patents that is in line with your idea. And then we can use a very uh, uh, flexible uh, method to license the patent to the uh, startup, uh, to the entrepreneurs, and for them to be eligible to apply for our funding. So that's the uh, that's our model. And so actually, as I mentioned, we have more than 500 startup projects. Over 20% of them are based on this particular model. And we are hoping that uh, with working with uh, the young people from mainland China, from uh, Malaysia and other Southeast Asian countries, and we can uh, uh, have more creative, uh, energetic young people to uh, <laughs> use our uh, patent resources. Now, in terms of the uh, the uh, potential application, actually, we set we we have uh, categorized our our patent into several uh, groups. Uh, they are they are mainly we can classify mainly in these four or five uh, classes. Uh, one is in what we call so-called the uh, the hard tech or deep tech area. Right. For example, new materials, energy, new energy, uh, semiconductor uh, uh, devices, and so on. And then there's another class is on the biotech and healthcare related. And the surcast is on digital, uh, the artificial intelligence, uh, ICT, uh, information communication technology. And then there's another one on the service, more on, more on the financial and education related, which is called FinTech and uh, education tech. So all these have a, the important thing is there's a technology component, there's a patent or, 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 or research results behind them. Yeah, so uh, I can give you a few examples mm. that, that has been quite successful uh, over the last three years that we have incubated. For example, one uh, startup is called I2Q, or I2Q. It's a company based on, a, a funded by one of our PhD graduates and together with his supervisor. And they develop a new material, narrow material, that's based on a uh, is sort of a bio-inspired. They, they they learn from the a, a, a an ant from the uh, Sahara. This ant has a particular structure that they can uh, release the heat very efficiently, so that they can tolerate the high temperature. And so the uh, the PhD and his supervisor they develop a nano material that can uh, be used in as additive to the uh, to the to the painting or coating of the surface, so they can cool down the surface without the need of electricity, and so so you can reduce the temperature the, by like five degrees if you put on the on the roof of a, of a building, and then you can save the uh, electricity by thirty percent or so. So they've been uh, with our support. They have developed their product, and now they have secured a few very large uh, contracts in Hong Kong, in uh, Middle East, and I, uh, the I Square Two CEO was in Columba well, with us last week, and they are also talking with a few big developers in terms of pilot technology. So this is one example. Uh, Another example, also a, a student. This is a student, an undergraduate student, 
uh, from Indonesia originally, actually, Andy, Andy on. And he worked with a professor in mechanical engineering. And the professor's team is developing a technology to make the bamboo material uh, as hard as a steel, wow. but also as flexible. And so they use some technology that uh, also is not my expertise. So they set up a company called Super Bamboo. And bamboo, you know, is uh, quite a common <laughs> in, in Asia and in South Asia also. Uh, so, uh, so they are trying to commercialize this and they already used these materials in uh, some of the uh, construction architectures and it's been quite successful. So it's a really a green material and that is also very cost effective. Yeah. So, so this is just a couple of examples. And another example that I need to declare, uh, this is a, a, a company that I funded with two of my PhD students uh, called Salamix. And this, uh, we funded the company a few years ago and now there's uh, about 200 people developing the uh, early screening uh, for cancer, the technology for early screening of cancer. And is again, based on the technology developed in our lab and the students funded the company, spent a couple of years, developed the uh, product, get the uh, China's uh, uh, FDA's approval, and it's already launched to the market. So it's over, uh, just despite the pandemic, there's already uh, 40 hospitals using their products already. And certainly this kind of product will also have huge uh, potential application market in, in Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. So, Professor, maybe you can give us a sense of, now, one of the big things that this program is providing is funding, as you elaborated over there uh, in the Hong Kong program. Um, what are the key criteria that goes into consideration uh, for judging in this kind of program in order for startups to get that funding? Yes. Uh, we use a, we, we actually adopt a quite a stringent uh, a selection and uh, judging uh, process. We invite professional investors, uh, venture capitalists in particular, and we also invite experienced industrialists and successful uh, entrepreneurs to participate in our judging panel. And we evaluate all the projects based on uh, several aspects. Of course, the, the number one criteria is the technology. Uh, we look at whether there's innovation and the technology, whether there's a, a, a uniqueness or technology barrier. And that's one uh, criteria. And second is the uh, looking at the market, uh, market potential, how, how big the market, how fast it can grow and what's the the market need. And then we also look at the uh, the startup team, uh, the experience and the composition of the team. And finally, we also look at the uh, impact, the potential impact of the project to the society, whether it can help to uh, tackle the problems that the society we're facing, whether regional or globally. So those are the few criteria that we look at. And other than funding and the access to the patents that the university has, how else do you see this program boosting a startup's growth? Could you give us a sense of that? Yeah, funding is just one element. 
uh, we also provide a lot of uh, support. Uh, for example, we have uh, more than 150 mentors. Uh, they volunteer to participate in our program, and each mentor will work with one or two uh, startup teams of their area of expertise. They meet once a week uh, for, a couple of, for a cup of coffee or for dim sum. <laughs> then uh, the mentors will help the startup team to develop their business plan, uh, fine-tune their mod, uh, revenue model, introduce potential clients and uh, network. And some of the mentors actually uh, either invest into the startup team themselves or some of them actually participate as the uh, part of the management team to help run the company. So this is the kind of uh, support that uh, we build up. We also provide co-working space and we work with the, uh, we have an alumni network that are successful lawyers, accountants, auditors, and these, their firm, their law firm or the uh, accounting firm provide free services, legal and uh, accounting auditing service to these startups for the initial maybe two years. Yeah, to help them to, uh, to, to develop and grow. So a lot of that yeah. support service that a, a young company may need, right? Something that, these are really important elements, things like accounting, you, are things that you don't want to take for granted. So having someone with more experience come in and do it may be very helpful so that you can focus oh, exactly. on the important yeah, exactly. things. Otherwise, I mean, if you uh, just work alone, everything you have to learn is a very slow learning curve. And so with these support, yeah, we really help them to uh, accelerate. Just give you another example. Mm. If a young people or a group of young people want to go to the bank and say, oh, they want to set up a bank account for a company. Uh, in Hong Kong, I don't know how, how long it takes in Kuala Lumpur. In Hong Kong, it will take maybe six or nine months, and then the bank usually will reject it. <laughs> but now we are partnered with uh, three of the major banks in Hong Kong here, and they promise for any startup project, startup company that are supported by City Unions of Hong Kong, they will help them to open their account in two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of trucks and uh, the support that we, 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 we provided. All right, Professor, we'll get into more in just a little bit. I've been speaking with Professor Michael Young, the chairman of the HK Tech 300 Executive Committee. I'm Roshan Kainas and keep it here to Enterprise Biz Bytes on BFM 89.9. Bluff Free Medium. PFM 89.9. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bytes. I'm Roshan Kanesan, and this afternoon I've been speaking with Professor Michael Yang, the Vice President of Research and Technology at the City University of Hong Kong, about their flagship innovation and entrepreneurship program coming to the region for the first time. That is the HK Tech 300 Southeast Asia Startup Competition that's happening here in Kuala Lumpur. So, Professor, looking ahead, now, whether it's the continued development of the HK Tech 300 program or other potential plans, uh, what can you tell us about City University of Hong Kong's future plans here in Malaysia and the region? Now, our, our vision is to become a leading global university. And so our research, education are all focused on cultivating talents and create knowledge and create uh, discoveries and innovations that can help tackle the uh, challenges that we are facing. 
and many of the challenges we are facing are not local, they are global uh, or regional at least. So it's very important for universities to uh, work together globally to tackle these global problems. And so our link with Southeast Asia has been quite strong over the years. We have uh, hundreds of uh, students every year from Asian countries to study uh, their degrees, uh, whether it's bachelor degree all the way up to PhD and to do research in our university. And so we want to continue to strengthen this link and by taking the our Hong Kong Tech 300 to Malaysia and to the Southeast Asian countries, we want to leverage on these uh, ecosystem that we mm. build up together with our partner universities and other organizations such as MDEC and, 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 and to continue to uh, enhance the uh, research collaboration, educational collaboration, and also the uh, entrepreneur system. And I mean, these kind of collaboration will certainly help in every aspects. Uh, most importantly, we think that will help to uh, build up the connection and friendship among the young peoples in these regions. Understanding and friendship of people from different regions is the basis for peace and prosperity. I think that's another mission or, or, or objective that we have in mind. And that is a very beautiful note, I think. Um, now, Professor, to wrap up this conversation, uh, since we're talking about the future and what it could hold, you know, we've seen rapid growth of tech over the last few decades, uh, and there are always new ideas and possibilities that startups can be built upon. Generative AI is something that's gotten a lot of attention. Uh, but other than that, could you give us a sense of some of the other new emerging trends or new tech that you think we should be keeping an eye out for? Uh, certainly. I think, uh, yeah, we, we have witnessed this uh, tech revolution uh, over the last, uh, I think, 40, 50 years. And we can see the acceleration of these, uh, the, the, the process. And like generative AI is, is one and that is causing a lot of uh, uh, attention. And I think there's a lot of other other emerging technology or uh, that, that we should uh, pay attention to. I will see that the main focus is on the challenges that we as a, a society and a humanity are facing, right? We're facing the uh, problem with the climate change, uh, with the, uh, the emerging diseases, the, the, uh, the uh, of a public health concern, uh, the uh, the uh, aging society. Uh, so so I would say that in the coming years, there was some disruptive technology come out in the uh, new energy uh, that can help the uh, carbon neutrality, can can reduce the carbon footprint. There will be new materials that's more environmentally uh, environmental friendly and uh, more cost effective. And there will be new uh, diagnostic and uh, drugs uh, that will be developed that can uh, help uh, prevent the next uh, pandemic, uh, vaccines, and to prevent the, uh, the uh, diseases that at the moment is still not curable. 
and also there may be some new uh, technology that can uh, slow down or even reverse the, the aging process. So, so it's, we're, we're living a very exciting uh, era and they are over the, they are, they are all these new frontiers of science. There's uh, every day, there's uh, a lot of new discovery and then working this this uh, more and more interdisciplinary or multidisciplinary collaboration that come up with uh, innovations that uh, we cannot imagine before. Yeah, so so I think, yeah, there will be a lot of exciting uh, new developments uh, coming out in coming years. So despite the current, uh, uh, I would say, economic downturn, particularly in the uh, startup ecosystem, the, the, the maybe a funding shortage because of the change of the uh, financial and interest rate and things like that. But we have seen these goes in cycles. Uh, every now and then there's uh, a, 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 a downturn, but uh, I want to advise all the young entrepreneurs, uh, be perseverant, uh, keep the faith and confidence and continue to do a good job and, and the future is very bright. Professor, on that note, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Roshan. Nice talking to you. That was Professor Michael Young, the Vice President of Research and Technology at the City University of Hong Kong. He's also the Chairman of the HK Tech 300 Executive Committee. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast players. Just look up Enterprise Biz Bites. Now, after the 1pm News Bulletin, we've got the Breakfast Grill replay today on the hot seat with Sia Kian Ho, founder and managing director of Heng Hiap Industries. Founded in 2002, Johor-based Heng Hiap Industries is a fully integrated plastic recycling company based here in Malaysia. Shazana Mokta speaks with Kian Ho about the business of transforming plastics into good as new materials, recycling policies in the nation, and how they became the first company in the world to receive the Ocean-Bound Plastic OBP certification. Catch that conversation after the 1 p.m. news bulletin. I'm Roshan Kanesan. This has been Enterprise Biz Bites. Keep it here to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.